did you or have you ever felt pressure to fit into a genre? Absolutely. Like I grew up on go-go me like simply not just being a go-go artist or having that even be the main focus of my music yeah. i feel sometimes that like i'm not dc enough but i realized that like just me being davon is like as dc as it's gonna get welcome back to 997 on today's episode we catch up with dc's own dreamcast mo on the day he opened for the legendary roy Ayers in brooklyn we talked through his perspective shift that came last year after turning 30 and releasing his most recent project, Sound Is Like Water, what the city of DC represents to him, and the influence that go-go music had on his come up and still has on his sound today, as well as what it means to open for the visionary Roy Ayers. Enjoy. Welcome to 997. Welcome to elsewhere. Welcome to welcome to the. What room is this? The lounge. This is the lounge. Okay. This, it, it's actually funny because this is the first time we've ever done like a on-site interview. Okay. So I feel like it's it's new for us to even have a whole new backdrop. This is different. This is not going to be bleeding through that 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 heavy metal downstairs. <laughs> it's a like, lot going we're on. We're roll with it. It sounds good. How you feeling? I'm feeling solid, man. Got up here yesterday. Appreciate y'all having me. What's the? You mind if I ask you a question? Yeah, ask me a question. What does not '97 mean, man? Like, what? Like, is that just anti-establishment? Is that what it's the anti-corporate radio, or is like, what's what's the what's the deal? Like, like a play on Hot '97. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But no, no but then, bad blood, right? Like no bad blood, care. no bad, no uh, bad blood. Uh, I was like, are we beefing with them? Dude? I was like, is it, no. Is someone would ask me that, and I made a joke, and then they were like, "Yo, I grew up on Hot 97." I was like, "Yeah, man, me too." Like, I have no, I have all love. I still listen to Hot 97. Like, it's not, yeah, you know, Ebro, come on the show. You, know? you think he'd ever come on the show? Yeah, why not? All right, respect. If you believe in that, I believe in it. <laughs> all right, it was good. But it's also like, you know, then we started doing. We started throwing shows and we have like not a showcase. The podcast that we do, we call it like not a podcast, not a radio show. Mm-hmm. So it's like everything we do is kind of like part of the not brand at this point. Yeah. Y'all are like focused on indie, like or what's hasn't been discovered yet, right? Like yeah. or, okay. it's all it's all the the main show that we do is a roundtable discussion where we're all introducing new songs from young artists. Okay. And we'll have like a guest on that's either an industry person or an artist themselves or whatever and just kind of get your first impression of new music that we find. Okay. And so that's what it is. But yeah, I mean, let's get into it. Uh, so, latest release in November, Sound Is Like Water. Yes. I feel like when you dropped that album, I had seen you talking about how it was kind of like a perspective shift for you mm. where you turned 30 last year turned 30 in june yeah Flash and i feel like that's i turned 30 last year too i feel like that's like a perspective like a just a, a world life perspective shift yeah but i think the quote you said and i really liked it was i really feel like the music is now ready to touch people who aren't music nerds and i wonder like do you still feel like you're in that transition state or do you feel like you're past it like wh- i think f- for years i've just been like for the heads like the actual Heads that it don't even talk to people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, which is perfect. Like if you, I feel like if you know PPU, you know, or you know that label, yeah. or you know, you know, you care about those those fines. But I sort of, I was empowered by that because I felt like the music was better than a lot of the shit that I heard. But 
that's not what music is about. Like I realized that I shouldn't be worried about what sounds better or not. Like, it's just like, it was me, you know? And that's what really mattered. And that was the perspective. I think the, the shift was I hit 30 and I was like, the music shouldn't be built and formed around what's consumable or not. It's just what's honest. And like, if the music's honest and it's what I like, then that's what I want to put out Yeah, forever. Do you feel like you were like overthinking it beforehand? Yeah, I think I just always wanted to be low key, like overly low key. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I, and and that was that was fun for me. That was really fun for me to like yeah. not really care about socials or not be on shit like that. Like, almost like going out of my way to be like sort of mysterious. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But it's not even like that. I'm I'm really like a friendly person. I'm you know if you walk up to me, you don't know me, I probably look like crazy. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, or if I don't know you, I'm a face person. So yeah. if I know your face, I know your face. You know, but. Yeah, I, that's that's probably like what that that shift was for me. Yeah, yeah, I feel similarly. It's it's almost like you're like I'll play the game. Yeah, yeah. I think the game was me not playing the game. Yeah, because like I, on like as hard as I could. Yeah, like 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 literally dropping something the same day. You know what I'm saying? And just like fuck it. You know, yeah. like that was that's how I felt. You know, and and it's okay. I've, I've, I honestly respect. I think getting thirty also made me respect the other side of the game how hard people go and like the, the the months of preparation that goes into a release or you know seeing grown-ass people make tiktoks about their music yeah you know what i'm saying like that shit is like insane it just means they care yeah. it doesn't mean that they're less cool they just they can't you know what i'm saying maybe it's just a different perspective you know what i'm saying and i think that's where i it's sort of the switch hit for me was that I used to like almost like be like scoff at, at like people for like being overly excited to share their shit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think 997 as a brand in the last like year or two has also made a shift like that where it's like we were kind of in that like if you know you know type of thing. Yeah. And then it's like we can lean in a little more, and that doesn't have to be like a corny thing. What ends up happening is that you end up in this world of people who like all feel like they know, and you realize that that world is actually really skewed too. Yeah. Like the people who feel like they really know the shit, but you are in that space and you're like, oh, these are all the people who like actually know. But then you're like, does it really matter? You know what I'm saying? Like, does it matter that we know about a designer or something that nobody else knows about? You know what I'm saying? Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like, honestly, just like, I'm gonna do me and be happy. You know what I'm saying? And that's really, that's really what it boiled down to. I appreciate that sentiment. I think, you know, what's, what, what hits people about your music Music and, and what is ever like interesting about your music is that it, it crosses all genres and really is almost like a lost cause to try to like categorize what genre your music fits into. Mm. And I think in many ways that's a reflection of like the city that you're from, from DC. Did you or have you ever felt pressure to fit into a genre? Absolutely. Like I grew up on Go-Go. Me like simply not just being a Go-Go artist or having that even be the main focus of my music, yeah. I feel sometimes that like, I'm not DC enough. But I realize that like, just me being Davon is like, as DC as it's gonna get. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's pretty much as, as real as it's gonna get, you know what I'm saying? And these like, Go-Go still influences a lot of things that I do, like how I like drums, you know what I'm saying? Like the sound of it, but yeah, I think that's a, that's a, that's a big part of it, you know? DC, you know, shout out to the city. So you're saying when you came up, Go-Go was kind of like what the lane you were trying to take. Oh, that's all I listened to. Yeah. Like, for the most part, right? And, like, I joke around because, like, I really didn't hear pop music for real for until I was, like, 14, 15 years old. Because, like, I just heard what was on the radio in D.C. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? And like most of the time when I was in the car as a kid, they were playing go-go on the radio. So like, that's what I heard. That's what the tapes that I had. My mom had a lot of soul CDs. So that's pretty much where I got like my taste for soul music. You know what I'm saying? She wasn't even really a vinyl person. You know what I'm saying? Like she just had tapes and CDs for real. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. And you still live in DC? Still live in DC, yep. And it's almost like, unfortunately, I feel like that's rare. Like, I feel like there's a lot of pressure for artists to like move to a different city or whatever and rep their hometown, but they feel like they need to be, be in a bigger market. Oh, every day. Yeah, like you feel, do you feel that pressure? Of course, right? Like I have people that I work with every day and I'm on calls every day and it's just like, you know, it would be a lot easier if I lived in a New York or LA yeah. to get things done. But I don't feel the same way when I walk outside that I do when I'm in DC, you know? And that's probably, it's, it's a comfort thing. And I, it's no no disrespect to the people who leave their home city and move away. I, I get it. The industry might be somewhere else for you to really get the type of work that you're looking for, but it's not necessarily what like keeps me sane. Yeah. You know, like I would lose my mind in New York. And my mom's from New York. My mom like grew up in Harlem. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And she was born in Manhattan. So like I, I love New York. I visited a lot as a kid. But I just I don't know if I would ever live in New York. I probably have an apartment in New York. Yeah. Because you know, if ever, I guess that's what rich people do, right? <laughs> I'm not there yet, but I, I, yeah, I get um, it. So you feel you feel like that's like living in D.C. You're actively like pushing against that. Yeah, living in D.C. I don't think I'm pushing against anything. I think I'm just like being comfortable. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to make a statement. I just like love D.C. I like. I know how things work. I know like what I should watch out for. Like here, I feel like it's just different cues and shit. Like that's just like street life. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. DC, I know when I'm not wanted somewhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Very easily. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I know how to make my exit <laughs> or like do what I need to do. So, but New York, I love it. But it's just there's maybe maybe I'm like ADD and there's too much to do here. Or like in LA, like I just don't like the traffic. Yeah. You know, so I just spent a month in Berlin and that was probably the closest thing I've seen to like people ride bikes everywhere and yeah. It's a little slower. I spent I was in Berlin for a few days in September, really loved it. Yeah, we just missed each other. I was there in August, all yeah. of August. Very just, cool city. Yeah. DC obviously has a very deep music lineage and one that like is threaded through your music. Like, how do you see that scene standing right now? I think DC is still very eclectic. It has a range of sounds. Like, everyone knows that, like, the deep punk history, like, outside of, you know what I'm saying, how deep Go-Go is and what Go-Go means to the city. But I think, like, Dead Brains and, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the powerful punk bands that come from the city still influence the, the younger generation that come up. Yeah. And then there's just, like, a lot of soul. There's a lot of church and soulful folks that live in our area. So I think that sort of still has a flu, but there's a lot of young artists. I could literally go through a list and name the people who I love to listen to. You could put us on. I could put say, you in the link say, in the bio. Say three. Or something. I don't, yeah. know to, I, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what to look at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could put us on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. Look, it's a music discovery show. We're trying to find new artists, you know? Absolutely. Talking about that history, I think I've heard you talk about like the way you write as well and like your process and how you both 
kind of physically do write lyrics down, mm-hmm. but then also are kind of influenced by leaving space and almost like allowing yourself to improvise. Yeah. Is that like a natural balance or is like, how does that kind of like feel? It's a hard line. And I was talking about this in the car right over here. And that's also perspective getting older, right? Like when I was younger, early twenties, like every time I did a set, the song was different. (laughs) And you know what? I ended up going to a show and seeing one of my favorite rappers ever perform and he was drunk. I'm not going to do him like that. Drunk as fuck. And absolutely none of the lyrics like he mumbled through everything and I was so irritated when I left and that moment made me realize that I have a double standard that I can just do whatever the fuck I want during my show but then I go see someone else I want them to play their music that's why I came so the reason I, I will say it's a hard line for me is that now when I do a show I try my best to get the core of the song out I can still freestyle a bunch of shit at the end or improv how I want to do some vocals and shit but I need to get the song the way that people like experienced it when they heard it to the show. Yeah. So, yeah. You don't want people walking away being like, dude, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Like, I didn't like that version. (laughs) Like, what the, (laughs) is he high? I mean, that's fine. I might be, but like, I I want people to like, feel like they got their money's worth. So does that mean you're doing less improvisation? I think I'm just like focusing more on getting the song out and then being free throughout the rest of it. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're here at Elsewhere. Mm. Tonight, you're about to open for Roy Ayers. Absolutely. The legend. The legend. Absolutely. People overuse that word legend. Most of the people that people call legends are not legends. This guy is a legend. Absolute. Visionary. Absolutely visionary. Absolutely. That's a great word for him. Yeah. What does this moment mean to you? So we had a green room downstairs, but Roy's MD just like laid out in ours and he's just like relaxing. I did not want to like go back and forth with him about that. But all I did was just go in there and I shook his hand and I was like, cause I've seen him play in DC in like a room of 50 people. And this was like over, this was years ago before I really was putting out music. And I had to go and tell him, I was like, you're in my green room, first of all. But I would also like to tell you, you're the reason like I put out music. Like you guys are what I do this for. You know, I think a lot of people like forget about the people who like paved the way. They paved the way, bro. Like Roy, his band, this this MD has been with him for over 30 years. And I think they've like switched in and out and shit has happened, but I got a lot, I have an affinity for Roy, Roy especially, because like Roy was very like free to me. You know what I'm saying? He almost like just didn't give a fuck a little bit. Like he was just like, he was too smooth. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I like about him. Yeah. So definitely big shout out to that. What does it mean to me? To, add, to tell you that is like I would have done this show for free And I basically did Because What is $500 Right You know For five people No No shot No shade to Elsewhere but <laughs> But um, it's It's the, <laughs> like it's the moment It's the, it's it's the, the moment night. I would have I would If he asked me And he told me the show I would have been like Absolutely Yeah And I probably just would have DJed though Yeah but then again, I would have still brought it bad. You know what I'm saying? Because it's Roy Ayers. So, yeah, that's that's what it means to me. It's, it's sort of everything, you know? Yeah. No, it's cool. Um, a lot of legends are passing away. Wayne Shorter, rest in peace. So it's a lot of shit going on. So that's, that's why this is important to me. Because if he's not here tomorrow, like, I want him to have been able to, like, know that he influence deeply the next generation of people coming up yeah yeah i mean i think you said earlier like this could be his last tour 
Or he said that he said that they are promoting it that way in Europe, maybe just to make a little extra money. But (laughs) I mean, it's capitalist world. (laughs) This is like that's I don't know. He may come back and do a whole nother, you know, set of set of dates, but hopefully it's not. All right. So to to play us out, Mm -hmm. would you be so kind as to introduce a song of yours? That you would like to And we'll play it At the end of this episode What I will say For this For this And I'm gonna say Love songs Love songs Is a song dedicated To like my friends And that's what The song is for That is who hits me up At the last minute For guest list spots Even though they could've Bought tickets Hours or days before But I love them So I like Will do it anyway And they Have put up with me For years And I've slept on their couches when I was trying to figure shit out. So that's what the song is for. It was literally made. I made that song when I was sort of like at the end of a relationship and I was just like, bro, like, yeah, the song is about that. I'd rather hang out with my my bitch and all my day ones, you know what I'm saying? But that's what the song is about. Just doing shit that makes me feel good. And it's, you know, a flip on Erica's, Erica Badu. So, you know what I'm saying? Erica Badu's song, shout out to another worthy, person of saying legend for absolutely so that's 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 the song and hope you guys enjoy it tonight this is dreamcast mo this is love songs on not 97 thank you for having me
smoking to the, uh, I just be sitting in the house, smoking, chilling, sitting, watching, uh, I be sitting, chilling in the house, cause these hoes got these mouths, and I, in the snow, and I'm a foul.